what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. gentlemen welcome to episode 11 volume 5 of the fantasy formula we are coming to you live the day after halloween where all the zombies and werewolves vampires witches and ghouls are all hung over and resting comfortably in their cave beyond the hills hank are you scared right there were you that scared? is bone chilling right there my friend <laughs> the hair stood up on the back of your neck i know so how are we doing today, this day after Halloween? Oh, I've got a little bit of a sugar high, you know. Always fun to go out and get some candy because, you know, as a as a dad, one of your biggest missions is to make sure the candy's safe. Sure. Right? You've got to test it. Right? So when it comes in, you're like, hey, 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 we're, of course we're going to dump it out. Mm-hmm. We're going to sort. We're going to do all that stuff. But there could be something in there that's a little dangerous, sure, sure. right? You typically sort and put your favorites to the side and say... These these are dangerous to you, son. Is that how you do it? <laughs> I, I I do a strategic attack. Like I I'll give up the biggest piece, yes. right? The big the airhead extreme. Oh right? wow! Yeah. You're like I think this is safe. All the attention's on the airhead extreme, <laughs> right? Yes. Boom! We got a Reese's egg that just gets confiscated. He doesn't know. Why would he? He's concentrating on the extreme, extreme. Sure, right? Sure. So it's tactical, mm. to say the least. You're going to put, you're going to give up certain things for other, the nerd rope. God forbid you try to take that thing away. <laughs> Everybody loves the nerd rope. If it's in the bag, everybody's eyes are on that. Sure. Right? Yes, yes. So, you know, you may have to be, you have to give, it's kind of like a shark attack. I'm willing to give up an arm to save my body. Right? <laughs> yes. I've thought about that. Perfect. You know? Solid strategy. So uh, that's, that's kind of how it was. But, you know, we, we spent around my neighborhood, had a good time. I, I, little boys may be different from little girls. And tell me this. So when we go outside and we hit the end of the driveway, we've got a group of people there, mm-hmm. you know, that we're, we're kind of walking around with. So we've said, let's go. Harris, his mindset goes, how quickly can I get to every door losing everyone behind me yes. and making sure I'm the first one done? Okay. Right. So my boy, he was done in like 12 minutes. <laughs> Right, he was sprinting yes. from house to house, and then he was devastated that it was over. And I was like, "Dude, yeah, you got to savor this experience. You know, don't don't get it over with in twelve minutes." Right, midway yeah. through, I was like, Ooh. "You know, the sooner you get done, the sooner you go to bed." That slowed him down a little, <laughs> a little. Well, I can answer that question because I actually trick or treated with my two little girls, and two little boys came with us too, and so. 
exactly how you described Olivia and Lucy Rose right beside me wanting you know we're we're calm and cool the two dudes gone ah! yes jumping through leap piles bumping into <laughs> other people running coming down the road it was hilarious sure. but it's just two different speeds little boys and little girls you know it is. but it was a good time quoting my lucy rose it's the first time ever normally you know you get the little baby candy bars and milk duds you know the oh, yeah. little packets yeah, yeah, yeah rarely will you get like you had the airhead extreme experience Full bar. yes i've never seen that we got the super duper Kit Kats, you know, not the what? small ones and not the normal size, the super duper Kit Kats. When did Bill Gates move into Hickory? <laughs> exactly. I don't, it was one of our first three stops. Lucy Rose was elated. She of could not, she was. She came out of the, coming, came back from the door. She was holding it high. <laughs> we got the big one. <laughs> we got the big one. Oh, oh man. man. Well, we're going to have to figure out where that house is because we're coming yeah. there next year. Absolutely. 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 Because you spent your time on 6th Street, right? Yes. We hit our neighborhood before even sun goes down and then hit 6th Street right when it's becoming dusk. And at 530, there were already, I think they said... 1,000 kids out there at 5.30. Yo. I've seen I, – I got to see some pictures from 6th Street, and it looked like there were a lot of great costumes. Mm-hmm. A lot of parents stepped it up. Yes. I, you know, I saw a picture – of you know, Star Wars is a big hit right now. New one getting ready to come up. The other mm-hmm. one came out last year. There was a full blown stormtrooper on Sixth Street. We saw him. I yes. bet you that guy <laughs> has more street cred than anybody right now. Yes, it was impressive. All the little stormtroopers were going up to the big stormtrooper, like idolizing this man. Yeah, you know, it was very impressive. Lead the way. Yes, exactly. I got my blaster, Darth Vader. This was a trip. A little Darth Vader. Went up to the big stormtrooper and he said, so like Livia was telling me, it's like, follow me <laughs> to the big stormtrooper. <laughs> oh, it was good stuff. Halloween's just a lot, a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. It's a great time. Those kids, man, they enjoy it. I enjoy it. Yes. Uh, but, you know, what a good holiday. You know, we talked about this a little bit before we got on air today, Hank, is when we were growing up, you know, Halloween was, it was one night, you know, come on from school. Get your costume on, you trick-or-treat, maybe for 30 to 45 minutes, maybe if you're lucky, an hour and a half. But it's one night. Yep. My girls last week had a party Tuesday, trunk-or-treat Wednesday at the church, another party Thursday, somebody's house on Friday for a party, then Saturday. I saw you at Saturday's party. Then another party Saturday, and then trick-or-treat on Monday. Sugar high. Holy cow, these kids got it made. They do have it made. And I got to tell you, the party that we were at on Saturday. Yes. I've never seen that kind of investment in a party in my life. Did you see the uh, the projection movies going on? Unreal. Just to let our fans know what was going on. He had a projector inside his house shooting outside the window. And there was like surgery and gargoyles. And yes. it was incredible. I was scared to death. Petrified. Petrified. Yes. They had trains. They had jumpies. It yes. was awesome. Yeah. Kegs. Kegs. <laughs> kegs. Had kegs. Wine. Yeah. Had a wine bar. <laughs> Sushi in the back. But anyway. Sushi in the back. They had a photo booth. They did have a photo booth. Yes. That was awesome. Wow. What a party. What a party. That's it. Well, anyway, another one behind us. Another Halloween has passed. Now on to Thanksgiving. I, I don't know if you noticed, Hank. You have Sirius XM. I do. Did you know that Holly, the Christmas radio station, started today? I think that's absurd. It's November 1. I think it's absurd. When we were little, the radio would not play Christmas music until 
I want to say Christmas Eve when I was real little. Okay? Right. And then as I got older, it was the week of Christmas. And then it started expanding out to the day after Thanksgiving. Now it's moved all the way to the day after Halloween, Christmas. They're trying to just pour it on us, buddy. And I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready either. And it's like, you know, it's like the shows that they put on. The What's the Red Rider BB gun one? that they, Christmas Story. The Christmas Story. That thing, I will see it 45 times. This Christmas season. I love the movie. Yeah. And, and don't get me wrong. I love the movie. But my God, TBS should be put down for Listen that. Listen to what TBS did two years ago, though. Because of your exact rant, they said, you know what? We are throwing this way on you way too much. They started Christmas Eve at 8 o'clock at night now. And they'll run it a full 24-hour loop. Just that day. Hey, I hey, appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Way to listen to the there consumer. You go. Absolutely. Don't shove it down our throat November 1. I love turkey. Yes. I want, I want, it's turkey and football season right Absolutely. now. You know, my favorite holiday is actually Thanksgiving. That, that, that really surprises me from somebody that <laughs> eats very little. It's not about the eating part, it's about the football and the family. Okay. You got a couple days off and you're not, and you don't have to spend thousands of dollars on presents or, you're just kind of chilling. You know, Thanksgiving is yeah. a week or a, a holiday of chilling. It is chilling. Yes, you know, it drink is. a little, eat a little, sleep Very a little. little in your case. Yeah, very, very little. <laughs> um, but anyway, what is your favorite holiday, by the way, while we're talking holidays, Hank? Uh, Columbus Day. <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, I really appreciate all that man did for us. No, I, I would... I think that probably my favorite holiday, I love Halloween. I think that that's a great holiday. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, but I like Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's yeah. a good holiday, man. Good it's for you. It's a family oriented holiday. And I, I maybe because I have a family now, you know, mm-hmm. before I, you, before you're like, all right, how long do I have to stay at mom and dad's before <laughs> I have to leave? I'm ready to go to the bar. Come on, let's eat so I can get out of here. Let's get out of here. <laughs> can we eat at noon, please? But uh, yeah, that I, I think that, and it used to be the 4th of July, but man, it gets too hectic on the yeah, 4th of July. Yeah, a little crazy, a little yep. crazy. Tucker Hines just texted in here. His favorite uh, holiday is Valentine's Day. Oh, oh Tucker, aren't you a romantic? He is. He's like Look a big teddy, a teddy bear. Look at you go. <laughs> go ahead there, big well, boy. Well, Hank, um, let's talk a little, before we jump into the football, let's talk a little bit about the baseball playoffs. We're actually just a few hours away from game six. Mm-hmm. And the series right now, 3-2. Cleveland holds the edge. Right. They're going back to Cleveland. Right. Can you? What do you think about tonight's game? And tell me about the pitchers and all that good stuff. Oh, well, Arietta, you know, Arietta's my boy because that's a groin bump. He, uh, he loves to hit, pound the ball out and then come in and give his boys groin bumps. But I think the two pitchers kind of are, are very similar. Tomlin is kind of a grinder. Arietta is kind of a grinder. Uh, I think it'll be a pretty well pitched game but it's going to give the hitters the opportunity there's not somebody that's so dominant that it's going to be like a a 1-0 game like Mm -hmm. what you'd expect from some of the the one starters so a little bit more offense and the cubs have not had the offense last game they hit pretty well Mm -hmm. and chris bryant got his first taste with that home run that he hit and i feel like that's going to energize him a little bit he's had so much success he's you know those guys are nervous he just wants to play well. He, I mean, I, I firmly believe that they're going to come out tonight and hit the ball a lot better. Um, so I would think that the Cubs are going to come out tonight and win that game, even being in Cleveland. That's going to be the hardest thing is they're coming back to Cleveland. Right. And those fans are going to be jacked. And oh, so yes. it's going to be a hostile environment. You know, also something to think about. The dude coming off the ACL who was a designated hitter earlier. Schwarber. 
So now he can come back into that right. role. Yeah. I mean, remember what he did in game two? The dude was a maniac. Maniac. So let's see if that he gets that rhythm kind of moving too. Because I agree with you. I think Cubs tonight, but in game seven, I think it's Cleveland all the way. <laughs> because they got their dude coming up, their yeah. pitcher, right? Yeah. It's What's hard. It? You know, major league hitters, it's hard to fool them that many times. It just goes to show you how great a pitcher he is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they, they always say like in an at-bat, major leaguers – you can fool me that first time around. You can't if you fool me two or three times, you're doing something special. And to get in front of this guy a third time, if they've got any chance of now Madison Bumgarner did it a few years ago and right. they still couldn't touch him. Right. But if they got any chance if the Cubs have any chance of getting back on this guy, they've seen that cutter three times, they've seen his curveball. Mm. If they go to a game seven tomorrow, I, I like their chances better than in game one when got they it. were completely outmatched. Well, that makes a lot of sense. You know, What's your opinion? Let's say you have the choice to watch World Series Game 6 like tonight or let's say an NFL playoff game, not the Super Bowl, let's say a divisional championship game. What do you choose? No question the baseball game. Really? There's, And I know that people uh, – some people feel like it's not a exciting sport. And, you know, you get into the dog days of summer and it just – it kind of drags on. There is something electric about yes. a playoff game, and something usually always happens. Right. An error, a hit, a home run, it hits batsmen, and it's exciting. The game is – and actually, to prove my point, my wife actually watched the last game with me, and that is saying something. Mm-hmm. She knows how much I love it. She got into it a little bit. So there's not a question in my mind. If you really pay attention, right. a Major League Baseball playoff game or World Series matchup especially – is more exciting. Yes. It's the pressure of it all. You know, every pitch, it means something. It does. You know, I mean, so you're, you're like on the, the edge after every pitch. So that's why I, I, I don't know. I would, I'd probably choose the same thing, World Series over a divisional playoff game, but I'd take the college basketball final four. If I could go in person in front of your World Series, though, that's just me. That's my preference. Yeah, hey, you know, everybody has to have their own preference. But I think the storyline behind each player is different too. Your man came up, coming off the ACL. Yeah, Chapman throws the ball harder than any other person on the planet. Right. Chris Bryant's supposed to be the golden boy coming up. David Ross is going to retire after this last game. Right. You've got all these storylines, sure. and when they come up in the lineup, David. If David Ross comes up in the bottom of the ninth with a chance to win it, and he wins it, wow. I'll have chills. Yes. If Chris Bryant comes up in the first inning and hits a bomb, I'll have chills. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's just kind of the way I like uh, what I like about baseball. Right. Yeah, exciting stuff. Um, Hank, so let's move on. Let's get a little football focused here, if we will. Let's talk about what happened last week in our fantasy leagues, Hank. Hey. Uh, do you want to start us off here, buddy? I will, man. You know, when we start getting into this time of year, we start having buys and everything else. And – the Sauce Boss, which is my team name, Sauce Boss, son. I had a couple of buys, and I thought I was going to be okay. I had Antonio Brown go out on buy, um, and I've got some injuries. But, you know, Coleman went out on an injury. Doug Martin still isn't back. I was able to put Jeffrey in, which we talked yeah. online. He might have had a good, you know, a good game. We were thinking. We were thinking all, that Everything was lining up for we a were. good game, yeah. And uh, so – at the last minute, I took Floyd out, put Jeffrey in, and thought I had a pretty good lineup, especially with CJ Procise. Yeah, he had a decent game. He actually did. So I keep your with, eyes on Procise too. I'm telling you, oh, keep I'm your keep, eyes on him. Oh, I'm going to keep him on him. Yeah. Uh, I went into last night's game down by 19 with Jeffrey to play. Now that's a 
pretty heavy. I'd say at that spot, you're about a 35% chance to win, 65% against you. So the first quarter goes by, not a point. It goes to 99 to 1 percent chance. Wow. Because it shows it, you know, on the oh, game. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Second quarter goes by, he doesn't have a catch. Okay. Done. Not We're done. Catch. Wow. We're done at this all. point, right? Yeah. Next quarter, he gets 60 yards and 11 yard touchdown catch. Mm-hmm. We get 14 points at this point. I'm five points away, which immediately commits me to the game. Immediately. Certainly. Right? No going to bed now. Hey, no. no going to bed. No going to bed. Yep. Glued, right? Yes. They don't look his way again. I lose. I lose by five points. Pull me to four and four. It's the worst fantasy football season ever. <laughs> but you know what? You're 500. You're still in the hunt, brother. You're I am. still in the hunt. I am. I, I agree. I and, agree. you know, I'm going to hit you with these bye weeks that are actually coming in week. This is week nine. The Bears are on bye, so you're Alshon Jeffrey benched. Bengals bye. You've got me and your A.J. Green for me. Bench, that's huge. He's been my number one point getter. Yeah. Patriots, big, big deal. On by this week. Brady, no go. Bennett. Bennett. Gronkowski, gone. Uh, Cardinals, they haven't really shown much except for that David Johnson, so he's gone. So some some big names on by this week. Redskins also on by, and the Texans, so no DeAndre Hopkins. So those are your bye week guys this week. So like we said last week, it starts getting tougher. These, you know, these – Bye weeks with six or seven teams, it starts to become a little tougher. Hank, what I did this week, uh, continued my winning ways. I go two, here we go. I go two and three, so that puts me at six and two in one Hickory League, six and two in the other Hickory League, and six and two in the Raleigh League. Hank, you said two and three. Did you have five games going on? <laughs> Wait, hang on. Let's think. Okay. I went two of three. I went two of three. Two of three. Okay. okay. Two of three. You were two and one. I was two and one. I won two of the three games. So, anyway, first place in three leagues, Hank. Wow. Wow. (laughs) You should see... How this man just, just, uh, just got sp- bigger in stature in here. Exploded with love. He, he, man, this guy thinks, because I've seen you when you're down. Yeah. I've seen what happened. Last year was not a good year yeah. for Chad You know Adam. what? Look at me. I'm proud of you. Thank you, buddy. You know what this stay is? In there this fighting. is what fantasy formula is about. Mm-hmm. It's about leading yes, the charge. Sir. Right? Absolutely. Sometimes... We're not going to find ourselves on the bottom. <laughs> you, you're doing good. Crawl my way back up top, baby. <laughs> and with that being said, Hank, let's pop right into the Fantasy 45. It's actually, no, we're not. We're going to hold off on that because we got some waiver wires, some injuries, and some other things, breaking news that we need to talk about. Ooh. First, let's talk about injuries, Hank. It, it, the, the injuries were everywhere. Everywhere, running, running backs, running backs going down every other minute. Quarterbacks taking head blows. Wide receivers spleens removed. It was ungodly, spooky, <laughs> spooky. Right around Halloween time, the big big news, and we'll start in Kansas City where the running back who replaced Jamal Charles, where he goes out with a concussion. I just the breaking news came across the board here about thirty minutes ago. He failed another concussion test today. Basically, that's telling me he's not going to go. If Jamal Charles can't go, Chikandrick West is sitting on your waiver wire. He is, in my opinion, the number one waiver wire addition. 
if it's official that Charles can't go because Ware's not going to go. Right. Remember Kendrick West from last year? He and yeah. Ware split some carries, and actually he held his own when he got the time. So now he's in the mix. Also the big news out of Tampa Bay, your guy Doug Martin, still you're waiting for him to play. And what a great week it would be for him to play because Jaquez Rogers is out. He's not going this week. So, you know, I need we need to look real quick, Hank, at the, the free agents on the waiver wire in Tampa Bay. One fellow, I know for a fact who's there, his name is Antone Smith. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> and Antone Smith, let me tell you a little bit about him. So he's probably had about 23 carries in his career. Mm-hmm. Out of a 23, he's got about eight touchdowns. So I'm telling you, this dude's – the, the, in his career, he's put up more numbers in a small sample size than any running back. Look at Antone Smith. Hey, let me tell you another one. Go ahead. Peyton Barber. That's it. Peyton right. Barber. Peyton Barber, if you remember back a week ago at San Francisco, he put up 14 points. Mm-hmm. All right? So if Doug Martin can't play, if he can't play. <laughs> Hang in there. I don't know which one you want to pick up. Because they're both, yeah. you know, they both had good success when they were in there. Right. So those are two guys that you're going to have to consider. But like you talked about before, if Doug, it's going to be tough when Doug Martin comes back because that they pay him to run. Right. He's going to get an opportunity. Your filler for the Tampa Bay this week will be a one week warrior because Doug Martin should be back next week, if not this week, and you they're going to give him the rock. One quick thing about the Antone Smith Barber competition, if you will. After Jaquez Rogers went down with the injury, Anton Smith got 14 carries to Barber's three. So maybe that's the direction they're going to lead uh, lead to here for the Tampa Bay Bucks. Also, what happened with Mark Ingram in the Saints game? You know, he fumbled early in the, early in the game, maybe the first drive. He did not go back in. So on the waiver wire, You've got Timmy Hightower. Remember Timmy Hightower from last year? when Timmy! (laughs) Yes, Timmy! He uh, carried some people to Fantasy Gold last year, championships, with the last three weeks into our fantasy playoffs. Hightower had like four touchdowns at 280 yards. So anyway, Hightower is out there. If Ingram's in the doghouse because of his fumbling, look for Hightower to get a shot. They said more carries are expected for Hightower. Is that right? Yeah. So, I mean, even if... Even if Mark Ingram still comes back into it, you can expect Hightower to get some. So if you have a back on by and you need to pick somebody up, that's not a bad idea. I like it too, Hank. I like it too. Um, other injury news. We talked about a little bit of Tevin Coleman. Yes, got that right. Tevin Coleman still, this hamstring is lingering. Uh, keep your eye on him. I know you'll probably need him to play, Hank, in one of, in, on your team, but – there's no official word if he will or not. And any other big injury report news that we've got? I don't see any here, Hank. I think no, we're good. I think we're good. Yep. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. So let's continue <laughs> to move down the road. Yes, sir. So we just hit you with our injury report. We hit you with some of our waiver wire wonders. Anything that stands out in today in this next upcoming week, waiver wire wonder here, Hank Aroni. You see anything there? It's good. Uh, well, I think one of the other running backs you didn't necessarily um, talk about is one that you had was Jennings from the Giants. I mean, if he huh. if he's still out there, I mean, he got a, he had a touchdown this past week. He did, and so you know, two that, weeks ago he was on bye this week. This week, yeah. yeah. So if you need another running back, that's somebody that be on that waiver wire that you may need to be able to consider. And I know he's on ours because I cut him last yeah, week. You cut you him. Know, yeah, cut him. Get off my team. Get out of here. Yes, I win off. without you. That's it.
Hi, I'm Alan. I'm Chris. And we're the co-host of Foot Candle Films, a movie review and film discussion show here on TheMesh.TV. Each episode, we talk about some new movies, cover some film news, and have some recommendations. And trust us, we're just as likely to talk about the latest Jim Jarmusch film as we are the newest Transformers installment. Hold on, don't get too crazy. Uh, well, okay, maybe not that bad. But you can find our show and all our episodes on TheMesh.TV. Plus, you can subscribe to get new episodes delivered right to your computer or mobile device. We'll see you in the ticket line. So let's move right forward to our Fantasy 45, fastest 45 seconds in fantasy football. Hank, we're going to start off the Thursday night tilt. We're going to go to Tampa Bay where those Buccaneers are going to play host to the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta offense number one in the league right now, playing a Tampa Bay's defense who really stinks. Right now Vegas got the number Atlanta on the road, a three-and-a-half point favorite. The total all the way up to 51. I like Atlanta again, man, especially – you know, it doesn't matter who's in their backfield right now. They're just everybody's running the ball. Devonta Freeman's running the ball now, and that other cat that yeah. was uh, what's his name, the backup. His name is Ward. They got some dude named Ward running back there with them now too. <laughs> Ward, Ward, hello, hello, Ward. Beaver. <laughs> so I think that they're still going to. I mean, they they're doing stuff. Not even you know, Jones is getting double teamed, yes. beat up, and they're just finding a way to get it to other people. I like Atlanta. Yeah, Jones did not do that much against the Packers this past weekend. It was Muhammad Sanu, Sanu. Uh, a tight end by the name of Hopper, who caught five balls. I mean, they Taylor Gabriel, who used to be a Raider, way, caught don't, like a 60. Don't, 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 do that to, don't do that to Mr. Gabriel. <laughs> oh, Mr. Gabriel Respect caught a 60-yard bomb. Too bad he didn't do that in, in um, <laughs> Oakland, right? Oakland. Oakland, yes, <laughs> Oakland. So anyway, y'all keep your eyes on that Falcons offense. Matt Ryan, I've got him as my starting quarterback in fantasy football, and right now he is putting up wonderful fantasy numbers for me. I hope it continues. Hank, I'll agree. I like Atlanta in this matchup as well as the over 51. Next up, Kansas City bound where Jacksonville Jaguars, who are to me the – I think Cleveland is better than this team. I think Jacksonville is the worst team in the NFL. Yeah, Bortles I, – I watched I, – horribly, I watched a little bit of this game and that first part. Now, they came – they got some trash junk at the end. But All the, trash. But at the beginning, they looked – Horrible. It is hands down the worst performance by a quarterback who got three hundred passed for three hundred thirty three yards and three touchdowns, but the worst three hundred thirty three yard performance I've ever seen by a quarterback right. in my entire life. Right. He looked horrendous. He it was all trash, trash touchdowns. Anyway, can they do anything on the road against Kansas City right now? Vegas has them as a nine point favorite. Kansas City, that is. And 41, um, 45 and a half total. Do you think that they know that is Alex Smith is out, right? I mean, he's like a bobble. He got concussed too. That's right. Did you see the second time he got hit? Oh, my. I felt sorry for his mama. Yes. I mean, I hope she wasn't watching. I hope she wasn't watching either because Mm. he kind of crimped up, looked up like, help. (laughs) Then he kind (laughs) of fell back down. Um, So this means that the good thing is, is their backup's pretty good. Nick Nick Foles. Nick Foles is not that bad. Nick Foles. Played for Andy Reid, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so uh, I still, I, I think that that move with Nick Foles doesn't hurt them all that much. Nine points is a lot of points, even against Jacksonville. But I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to take them because they're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree. And that 45 and a half total, that's screaming to me. I would think under at first, but I'm telling you, if Kansas City gets a big lead, Jacksonville Bortles will get his 300 yards passing and a couple of touchdowns in trash time. You know. 
this was interesting. We talked about this last week, Hank. Allen Robinson, you know, I was about to – now I'm not going to give up on him, but definitely trade material. Bortles did target him 16 times in the game and targeted Hearns 14 times. So, there's a fantasy output to be had there. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand. Yeah, because they they get so far down, you're going to get some fantasy But when the ball's up. six feet over you, is that really yeah. considered a target? True. You know True. what I mean? Yeah. You're talking about the play where Robinson was wide open, streaking across the field, kind of like maybe four yards out, and Bortles just <laughs> right it, over his head. I thought he was going for the end zone. <laughs> I mean, it was ridiculous. Yeah, get it straight, Bortles. Get it straight. We both like Kansas City here, and I'm going to lean over 45 and a half. Minnesota's up de- on deck, and they are struggling. Remember a couple weeks ago I was like, dude, Minnesota looks like Carolina Panthers from last year. Solid defense. They can run the ball. It's all kind of collapsed. Now they've lost two in a row. They lost to Chicago last night, 20-10. to 10. No offense. Sam Bradford is running for his life. That offensive line. Is doo 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 doo? Yes. They're looking for a tackle. That's they are looking for. They're a tackle. looking for a tackle. They're looking for anybody that can stop somebody from hitting him. Yes, I think we'd put up enough, <laughs> like the same resistance as what their line is. Probably so. If if one of the Minnesota Vikings listen uh, linemen is listening right now, let's have a call in. Let's get <laughs> heated in here. Oh, wouldn't that be fun? That I'd run the other. I don't way. even think we have a phone in here. <laughs> <laughs> There's a fax machine over in the corner. You got a Keurig over there. Uh, okay, so we're, we're talking about Detroit. Detroit traveling to Minnesota, Hank. And actually, Detroit's playing okay. They're a mediocre team. Um, nothing spectacular. They have their highs and their lows. Well, they have a high against Minnesota. Minnesota minus six at home, total 41. I'm going to take Detroit on this one. I, I think, like I said last week, Minnesota doesn't know how to lose yet, and that first loss is just going to put them deeper, deeper down. It's kind of like what Carolina happened. I mean, you know, when you're winning all the time, then you lose one. You see what has happened to them. But uh, I'm going to go with Detroit, my friend. I like that. And in Detroit right now, fantasy-wise here, Marvin Jones started out like a bat out of hell. This dude was 200 yards here, two touchdowns there. He has really slowed down. I wonder if it's a – because defenses are – double teaming him or maybe Stafford's just not looking his way. You got Golden Tate on one side, Marvin Jones on the other. You still start Marvin Jones as a flex spot hoping he breaks out of this funk. Yeah, I mean, seeing that at the beginning of the year, absolutely. I mean, he was like one of your guys, but yeah. um he's got to have another game like that for you to feel comfortable to to kind of uproot another yeah. good receiver cuz he's had two duds in a row. So, and against this Minnesota defense, this might not be the we place to you know come to break out of your funk. I did was happy to see in this Detroit on this Detroit team. Theo Reddick come back off the injury had a solid solid performance. Great RB two if you will um, catch the ball. The back. I will. Yes, you will. Hey, <laughs> and I've got Theo in two of my leagues, and I did happen to start him. So Theo, keep up the good work. Next up, the Giants against the Philadelphia Eagles. This is a one o'clock kick on Sunday. In New York City, Hank, the Giants a two and a half point favorite, total forty three and a half. I like the over on this one. I think that that's a low number for these two that teams. That does seem kind of low. It does. It's kind yeah. of like they're baiting me. Yeah, like yeah. like they yeah. did on the Washington game that we won. So um, <laughs> I like the over in this, but I think that um, Philadelphia is going to play a little bit better. Yeah, I did, think they're going to come out and win. Did you watch the game, Philadelphia's game, Sunday night against Dallas? A uh, little bit of it. I didn't get wa- watch all of it. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to, to watch it all. Philadelphia actually looked like 
they should have won that game. Uh, I think they were up 10 in the fourth, and Dallas makes a comeback to get it in overtime. But anyway, I like this Philadelphia team. I like this Philadelphia team better than I like this Giants team. Eli seems, seems a little lost. They are coming off their bye week, so maybe they kind of get it into gear. I like the over the total here too, Hank, and I'm going to lean Philadelphia plus the two and a half. Next up, Cleveland in dire need of a win. Can they get it against the red-hot Dallas Cowboys? Cleveland at home, a seven-point dog total, 47 against these Cowboys. Nope, Cowboys win this game. They're, just Cleveland is not – I mean, Dallas is playing pretty well. Dak Prescott, I just don't think that Cleveland has it in their repertoire to beat anybody but Jacksonville or <laughs> uh, you know, one of these teams that are sitting at the bottom. Right, and poor Cleveland last week. I don't know if you kept your eye on this game. I feel so sorry for them. So I was actually watching this a little bit. Uh, they're up 20 to nothing on the Jets at halftime, and they're whooping them. And then the next thing you know, Jets three touchdowns in a row. Then gets another fluke one at the end. Jets pull out another did win. Did you hear about Joe the- Namath and him tweeting oh. at halftime? Was he drunk again? I don't know, but they said he tweeted. I didn't see the tweet, but he said that the, the Jets need to bench – Fitzpatrick and put Geno Smith back in. He came out after the half through three touchdowns. <laughs> well, Namath said that at his last game at halftime. Well, you know, Geno was already hurt from the game before, so he's out for the year with a torn ACL. So I know. Did, did Namath know that? I don't know. I'm gonna have to read his tweet. But they were they were kind of talking about it at the end of the game. They were like, "Yeah, did you hear that he came out and said oh, wow. that they need to take him out? Maybe they weren't saying put Smith. No, they were putting Petty in. Petty in. That's Bryce what they Petty. said. Bryce Petty. Yes. He said Bryce Petty. Joe Namath, always saying some crazy shit. I want to kiss you. <laughs> what a drunk. Pull that up. Oh, please do. Let's play that. Um, fantasy fans, Des Bryant, if you had him last week and you started him, feel good. He went for over 100 yards and a touchdown in his first game back from his injury. Look for Des to continue the success you got them, you got to start them, especially against this Cleveland's Brown, Cleveland Browns defense. Next up, talking about the Jets, they're traveling to Miami, where the Dolphins play host and are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. The total is 44. The Jets coming off that win against Cleveland. Miami coming off a bye. Does Jay Ajayi continue his thrashing of defenses with another 200-yard game? Uh, Hank, does he have it in him to do I'm it again. I'm going to take Miami on this game. Yeah. All right. I'm going to take them. I think that, uh, I think he does, man. This guy. Yes. Jay Ajayi. <laughs> Jay Ajayi. <laughs> I would never draft that guy, but he, he's doing something yes. down there. They I got, like Miami. I think what Miami, okay. Miami at the beginning of the year was having Tannehill try to be the star and le- Tannehill ain't no star. He ain't going to lead you to the promised land. Run the ball with Jay Ajayi. Get a balanced attack. Your defense is nasty. Keep them off the field a little bit, and you'll win games. Guess what? Last two games, they've done that. Two wins. They will continue. Three wins in a row, Hank. They let's. They will cover this three and a half. They beat the Jets by 10. Jay Ajayi, 199. Whoa. Whoa. The question, right now, if this trade was on the table, Brandon Cooks, for Jay Ajayi, would you make that trade? Yes. In a heartbeat, yes. right? Yes. So you, you're really high on the Jay Ajayi. I, I don't think they have another weapon. He's running well. Yeah. And Brandon Cooks is, I mean, he's getting his, but it's not like he's the the Antonio Brown of the right. league. So by all means, get your production out, especially if you're in need of a running back. Yeah, absolutely. Did somebody give you that trade? We'll talk about that after the show. <laughs> 
But I, I need a running back, so this, might have to make this thing happen. Next up, buddy, Pittsburgh coming off the bye and Baltimore coming off their bye as well. Meet each other at 1 o'clock. Uh, clash of the titans this used to be a heated heated rivalry there's still some tension between these two teams so i love watching them play baltimore at home is actually a three-point favorite at home that is that's baiting odd yeah that is odd total them coming off their bye yes pittsburgh coming off their bye right total 43 roethlisberger was supposed to be out six weeks this Six weeks, this dude is such – I don't know if he's a moron. I don't know what – I'd go with that. you go with a moron. <laughs> but he said he's ready to play. I mean, what? He just had surgery on his meniscus. You can't be ready to play it two weeks. I had that surgery in college, and it took me six weeks to get back. Really? Yeah. Meniscus repair. Yeah, meniscus and, repair. And it's – I mean, I, the other thing is is that they have – people round the clock working on them on rehab. But I'm going to go ahead and say next Christmas, I'm going to get this cat, uh, this guy, a parrot to go with his peg leg because they're going to have to cut it off. (laughs) Ben, yeah, just rest one more week at least, buddy. You know, uh, Landry Jones can fill your shoes for one more week. Come on, be smart about it. Actually, get in there, Big Ben. Antonio Brown needs it. (laughs) Just look one direction. Look what fantasy football does to someone. So Hank's a very nice, generous, caring person. We just talked about how Ben Roethlisberger's leg leg might be amputated if he he plays this week. And he says, come on, Big Ben, I've got your receiver, so we really need you this week. No check downs. Just go to the first option, which is Antonio Brown. I love it. I love it. Fantasy turns us into zombies. Um, So who you like here, Hanky? I like Pittsburgh, man. They're coming off a bye week they're gonna be ready to play Ben or not I like them to come out and win bingo Pittsburgh on the road gets it done my plus the three at Baltimore next up four o'clock this is the first four o'clock game and let's take note of this there are only okay last week I don't know if you noticed Hank there were only two four o'clock games mm-hmm. you, you know I mean because all the buys right well, this week they separated the schedule a little bit more evenly now there's four four o'clock games and only six Six, let's say one o'clock, so a little bit more balanced schedule. This first one at four o'clock is at San Francisco. New Orleans Saints travels down there. San Francisco reeling. They really need to win. Saints coming off a big, big win against who did they? They oh they beat Seattle. New Orleans coming off the win at Seattle travels across the country to San Francisco. New Orleans three and a half point favorite. Total fifty two. New Orleans comes in and beats the face off these people. I. I think that they're still trying to figure out their defense, but I feel like Drew Brees, it doesn't matter if you're going cross-country or not, he's going to be coming ready to play. Yeah, and San Francisco's defense has been a shell of itself. I mean, that giving up second-most points in the league, I mean, they're just not on all cylinders right now. New Orleans, passing offense will throw all over San Francisco. I agree, Hank. Let's take New Orleans minus the three-and-a-half, and let me ask you a fantasy-related question here. So Mark Ingram in the doghouse. Are you brave enough to start him? Because what they say a lot of times when a running back is in the doghouse, had the fumble, the next week the coach is going to try to get him back into the game plan to get him focused. And will he be focused? Would you start a Mark Ingram this week? I would. I think the San Francisco did. Yeah, I I think he's going to come out and try to prove a point. Right. You know, I I love a pissed running back. Yeah. Come on out and – run your back out yeah and actually maybe a little bit you know he had no work basically last week so maybe his legs a little fresher you know one week hiatus a little fresher yep um next up okay carolina finally got that w right got the second win of the year they're traveling to los angeles where the rams are playing host carolina three-point favorite on the road totals 45 
Did you watch this game? I did. All right. Let's talk a little bit about Cam's issues with the late hits. And he takes some some shots, boy. He does. But he also, he runs. You know, once he's out of the pocket, he runs. And when you're out of the pocket, they consider you a running back, basically. So you can take a shot. So tell me what you think about this controversy about him not necessarily being protected like the other quarterbacks. I'm kind of 50-50 because, I mean, he's a lineman almost. I mean, he's a big guy. And when he gets hit hard, he takes it a little bit better than most. And I think that the refs are not probably calling the penalties that they should. But – I also think that he's being a little bit of a baby now that he's now it's hard to call a six six two hundred and sixty pound right. man a baby, but every time he gets touched, he looks at the referee right every time he gets hit, he looks at the referee and he feels like it's us against them. He just needs to go out and play his game. Mm-hmm. hopefully the refs will be more conscious about it, but he is starting to focus on it right which is taking away from the if you're thinking about getting hit and not the throw you're going to have a problem sure and so that's my only complaint with what's going on with cam remember last year when things were couldn't be any better for the panthers oh wow cloud nine cloud nine right and he was saying if you don't want to see me do my dance in the end zone or see me dab then hit me. Stop, Stop me. me. Stop me is what he said. Well, now these dudes, they're zeroing in on him. They're stopping him. I'll be dabbing all on you. <laughs> That's right. So he brought a little bit on himself, I'm afraid, man. These dudes want to take some shots at him. It should be legal. Now, the ref should call it fair. Right. But I think it's a little bit more whining involved, as you mentioned, as well. Right. Yeah. So who do you like in this game against the L.A. Rams, Hank? Carolina minus the three. I think now that they have the taste of victory, because they're such a good team anyway. I mean, I I just feel like they've had some bad luck, and they've kind of had some bad plays. And um, I think they're on the path to uh, getting this right again, and I'm going to take Carolina. I agree. I like Carolina minus the three as well. And wasn't it good to see Jay Stu, I mean, running hard as hell, 96 yards and two touchdowns? They need him. You know, they, they need him. They need a running game bad yeah. to balance it out because, yep. you know, they can't do it with just Cam. Yeah, exactly. We'd like the Carolina Panthers minus the three. That total 45, I would lean. I would lean a little under that. Uh, I think it'll be right at the number. Next up, Green Bay, Lambeau Field, the Indianapolis Colts. <clears throat> need a win. Green Bay needs a win. Green Bay, seven-point favorite. Total 53 and a half. Did you watch the game with Indianapolis? Any of um, No, I didn't. So, you know, they always talk about Andrew Luck being just a student of the game. Yeah. Just, you know, very bright, good quarterback. And their coach is named Pagan, right? Pagano. Pagano. Yep. So he throws a pick, and you see Luck come off. Pagano used words in his face that I didn't think that you would say to another man without getting wow. punched. No he kidding. was all in his ass. Huh. And I... I, it kind of opened the door that maybe this cat isn't that perfect. Wow. Yeah. So I, it was just interesting to see because I, you know, the the perception is is those top tier quarterbacks they're they're yeah it, they're, exactly you, they're untouchable right. right and some of them are Brady yeah. he ain't getting touched yeah. that cat ain't getting touched right. nobody gonna say nothing to him nothing to him yeah. so you know I kind of I don't know if Cobb's gonna be back for Green Bay or not. You know, because he sat out last minute right. uh, during the game. But they are just not giving Andrew Luck any time. Yeah. And if he doesn't get any time, he cannot survive. And Frank Gore is running the ball well. Yeah. And he's – you know, I, I just don't think that Green Bay's defense, which is playing pretty well, 
is going to give him enough time. So I'm taking Green Bay. Yeah. Green Bay at Lambeau minus a seven. That sounds like a, yeah, a light number. Green Bay should win this by 10. I like Green Bay as well. I really, yeah, I'm, I'm curious. T.Y. Hilton, we didn't mention this too. T.Y. Hilton went out with an injury, but he's probable to play this week. Dante Moncrief. Showed up last week, and he was out for six weeks. He's back. If he's on your waiver wire, guys, scoop him up because he's really – T.Y. is their kind of go-to guy, but Dante's bigger. He's taller. He's stronger. Luck seems to like Dante Moncrief. So, I like the over in this game. Aaron Rodgers, did you watch them play last week against the Falcons? Mm-hmm. Rodgers had it going on. You know, it was like he I had his swagger back or I something. think he's pissed that people are trying to, like, call him out yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Probably so. Well, he had three touchdowns, 300-plus yards. He looked great last week. This game, I say it's going to be a shootout. I'll take Green Bay minus the seven and definitely all over the 53-and-a-half. Under, you mean, right? I'm going over, Oh, dog. you're going I'm over. Going, I'm thinking right. it's a shootout. Um, Tennessee, San Diego. Is Will Ferrell back cruising he, the halls this he week? He is or? not back cruising oh, the halls. Dang it. Well, he was in Raleigh, though. Did he you was. hear? He was in Raleigh for the uh, – Democratic campaign trying to get some voters. He went to the the NC State game, and NC State got beat by Boston College. Boston College has not won an ACC football game in 12 games, and they decided to come to Raleigh on our homecoming and beat the hell out of us. That's embarrassing. It's it's hard to be a state fan. <laughs> Dude, man. I, I hate it for you. I do, man. I mean, I th- what, what was the last championship? I think I was talking to a state fan the other day, and they were trying to boast – their bass fishing championship. <laughs> Hell yeah, best in the country, baby. <laughs> <laughs> they were they were actually I wouldn't bring that up. I wouldn't bring oh, up any of the main sports. You think sport. I brag about that? No, Anything thank you. Anything but a main sport. All right? right. And he was trying to he was trying to boast that. So hey, God bless y'all, man. You guys need you need some help over there. And I, I hope you get it. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Ba- basketball season right around the corner. So <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. I mean, man. Diving diving team is looking pretty strong this year. Darts. <laughs> yeah. Solid. Darts. Solid. Okay, let's go back to San Diego, where the Tennessee Titans, who are playing very well, come uh, across the country to play to challenge these Chargers. Chargers, okay, you saw the game against Denver, San Diego. Melvin Gordon was running the ball pretty good, catching the ball out of the backfield. San Diego's down eight with two minutes to go on the three-yard line. Four passes. They didn't run Melvin Gordon one time. Run Melvin Gordon. I would have won this week if they would have done had that. You know that? Why would you not give him the ball? He had been running great. Denver's strength is their pass defense. You can run, actually run on Denver. You can, it's hard to pass because you got Von Miller wrecking havoc and their defensive backs are hey. solid. Melvin Gordon was having a good game. Run the ball, dude. I feel bad for Phillip Rivers. He's a great quarterback. It seems like either his coaches are dumbasses or they just make the wrong – I don't know what's going on, but he deserves it to win. God knows his history doesn't allow <laughs> exactly. him to. We're talking about another state grad. I know we I are. mean, I wish I, I wish are. him all the best. Lord knows. Poor fella. He's been through a lot, hasn't he? We all have. <laughs> we all have with him. Yes, we have. So I, I know you're the question that you're going to ask me. Yeah, shoot. It's will they win. And they're going to win this week. I don't care if Tennessee's playing well or not. They're not coming across and beating San Diego. Yeah, I agree with you. San Diego all the way, minus the five at home. They get it done against those Titans. I would lean at that 47 and a half. I'm going to actually – both offenses are playing pretty good. I'm going to lean over there. That's a high number, but we'll lean over. 830. This is a 
this is the biggest game on the schedule, and it's hard for me to say that knowing that this team has just been the laughing stock of the NFL for so long. But now look at these Oakland Raiders. Embrace it, my friend. <laughs> look, they're six and two. Embrace it. Playing Denver for the fir- for first place in the their AFC West division. Hank, eight thirty prime time. Prime time. Oakland's a pick'em. At home, total 44. I, I don't think Denver's playing as well as they have been in the past. Right. I think Oakland is an easy this – is, this is the lock <laughs> of the century. <laughs> Derek Carr could be one of the best all-around quarterbacks in the NFL. He's leading what well, they said. If the MVP vote took place, he'd be top three MVP vote getters right now. Right. So he's fifth in quarterbacks in just yardage. So he has 23-21. And Andy Dalton, Drew Brees, Kirk Cousins, and Matt Ryan are above him. But he is managing this team really well. And I think, listen, embrace a team that's had its struggles and it's pulled itself out. I know you don't understand that premise (laughs) because of your history. Right. But this team, they're going to do it this weekend. This is the lock of the century. That's so funny, Hank, because when I was looking through the games this week, too, that's the one that really – the rest of them, they don't really pop off the page. Oakland pops off the page. They're going to get it done. I agree with you. Derek Carr's numbers last week, he set Oakland Raider records. 40 for 59, 513 yards, four touchdowns. There's been some good quarterbacks there. Unbelievable. Yeah. And, and I'm not talking about Jamarcus Russell either. Yeah, you sure? <laughs> Purple juice or whatever it is. Scissor. <laughs> um, but Derek Carr, his weapons, Armani Cooper, unbelievable. Crabtree might be having a better year, you know. Yeah. He's got some weapons. Cooper made some awesome yeah. catches. Dude's phenomenal. Running game, they probably need to get that kind of cranked up. Uh, Latavius Murray, are they still giving him the ball? Did they even run it? If Carl threw it 59 times, maybe they're not even running it that Why much. Why would you? Yeah, I guess so. But anyway, man, this game, Sunday night, 830. It's, get your popcorn ready. This will be a great one. And I think Oakland will get it done at home. And now to our Monday night finale. We'll end week nine with Seattle against Buffalo. Have the Monday night games just sucked this year? I would go with yes, they have. Chicago, Minnesota was last night. The One of them was Patriots against Houston. That was 24 nothing. I think you might even had a San Francisco showing on a Monday night football. It's been a rough, rough season for Monday night football. But – Will this game be any better? Seattle at home, minus the seven, total 44 against the really injury-plagued Buffalo Bills. Right. I think Seattle will win this game. You could tell. I mean, I just think it because of what you said. Buffalo is going across the country. Let me rephrase this. Russell Wilson is playing really hurt. You can see it. He's banged up. He is hurting, Mm. and he's got a lot of heart, and I love it. I don't like – you said it was seven? Seven. I don't like that number for them. And so I think Buffalo – I just – on the fly, I changed my mind on that, okay? (laughs) Just like that. Just like that. I say that Buffalo is going to be able to cover. I'm not going to say that they're going to outright win, but they cover. What about that total 44? I like the over, especially if Buffalo covers. So I'm going over and Buffalo. Gotcha. LaShawn McCoy, for you fantasy folks out there, uh, still questionable. You got Mike Gillisey, who – you know, served a very 
a good job as in the backup role last week for Buffalo. Sammy Watkins still on the sideline. He ain't coming back anytime soon. Just not too many weapons for Buffalo. Uh, but the big thing, as you mentioned, Russell Wilson, I cannot trust the Seattle team until I know that the dude is healthy again because their offense is predicated on him making plays with his feet, getting out of trouble, running, or throwing on the fly. And he can't do that right now with his injury. Nope. All right, Hank, good job. That week's up the wraps up the fantasy 45, fastest 45 seconds in fantasy football. And, Hank, as my microphone breaks over here, college football, okay? Yep. We're moving toward the finale here. <laughs> and one huge game on the docket. Mm-hmm. LSU, Bayou Bengals, play host to the Alabama Crimson Tide. It's the game of the week. The number, Hank. Let me get to it real quick. <laughs> Let me find Let it. Let me find it real quick, Hank. I believe this is a night game. Eight o'clock kick. LSU starting to find its way. Won three in a row. Where's this being played at? LSU. Okay. Baton Rouge. Alabama, seven and a half point favorite, total 46. I like Big Alabama. Tell, I, me, tell me why. It comes down to their defense. I mean, they can stop. They have an NFL. Not only do they have an NFL defense, they have like an MVP caliber NFL defense. I, I, I would say like if you ranked the defenses in the NFL, it'd be like you, Minnesota's, the Denver's, right. the Seattle's, Alabama. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Better than San Francisco's for sure. For sure. So I, I just don't think if you can't score – you don't have to put up big numbers. And they've got five-star running backs, five-star quarterbacks. I don't see how anybody can beat this team this year. I'm not going to go as far to say that Alabama is going to go through the rest of the season unscathed. I agree with you completely about them winning and beating LSU. I'm going to say rather easily. I think the team that would give Alabama trouble, Fournette running up the gut against Alabama, that ain't going to do nothing. He'll go for 35 yards. They won't score. A team that can spread them out a little bit. Let me see. Ten. Let me see the Washington Huskies up yeah, against Alabama. Let's team. see what happens there, you know? Because Bama will score against Washington, but I think Washington could score against Bama right. just because they get them spread out. Right. They don't run the ball; they just sling it. Yeah. So anyway, that would be interesting to see. You know, tonight the BCS playoff top six or eight or whatever they announce it tonight. So right now, my guess would be Alabama one, probably say. Clemson two, Washington three, and Michigan four? Or maybe you swap a couple of them. But on the outside looking in at five, probably Louisville, Ohio State, probably right. six. Yep. So that's the probably top six there. So check it out. See what you think. Uh, we'll talk about it a little bit again next week. And as for this weekend, my friend, what's going on with you? Anything good? Uh, well, I, uh, I think I'm going to take Harris to go camping in, cool. at Lake James. Yeah. So uh, it's getting, you know, beautiful weather out there. And Reagan, uh, a couple of guys are going to take their kids. And Reagan was like, I'm good at the house. So uh, I think we're going to just hit the uh, hit the great outdoors. Word. See what we can get into. How about yourself? Sounds fun. Well, we didn't get a chance to talk about this, but our soccer season wrapped up last weekend. And your football season did too? Yep, runner up. <sighs> yep, we ran into a buzzsaw. Yeah. And can, can I like just – Get into that a little bit. Now, sure. we've all coached teams, and we're big sports guy. I grew up playing sports. I wouldn't say it was a bad experience at the game. But the other coaches, by the end of the game, it was more about them and celebrating them personally. The coaches. The coaches mm-hmm. than about the kids. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't – to me, it, it didn't matter. But it was it was upsetting to 
a lot of our fans because when you have grown men on seven, eight, nine flag football running down the field yelling first down, first down, and high fiving the other coaches oh. and like just going bananas. Yeah. I feel like you've lost That's what much what the like the the good part of the game is. And you know, some of the kids that were crying when they met, made bad plays and stuff like that were I feel like it's the pressure of those coaches. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, let's bring it down a little bit. Let's have the kids enjoy it. Sure. You know, our kids didn't come away with a victory, but you know what? We had a great year. Yeah. We're second place out of 10 teams, sure. and that's the way it should be. Um, so that's my two cents. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And let me tell you a little bit. We weren't as lucky. We lost in the semifinals in a penalty kick shootout 5-4, to four, which was so sad. These girls worked so hard. I, right. I, I wish we could have pulled it out. But anyway, it's a phenomenal game. But this one of the scariest things that's ever happened to me on a field, playing or coaching, happened this night. So this happened last Friday night. With about five minutes to go, it was tied one-to-one. And the coach – we're on the same sideline, but, you know, she's on the right side of the field. I'm on the left side of the field. And she's an animated coach. Like, she's, she'll talk to the refs and get her players pumped up just like I will. I'll do the same thing. Like, come on. we get You know. Right. So, I hear from the sideline, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Screaming. And I'm like, okay, she's just maybe talking to the ref. And then I happen to look over, Hank, and she is grabbing a little girl by her arm, pulling her onto the field. And I look closely, like, what's going on? And she's crying. The coach is crying. She says, someone please help me. And so, yeah, immediately I was like, what in the world? So I ran over. This is a – it's felt to me like 10 minutes, but it's about five, seven seconds from when I hear the first, oh, my gosh, till I'm actually in her face looking at her, and she's crying. And she said, uh, this little girl, she can't breathe. She stopped breathing. Can you help me? And so – I look at the little girl, and her eyes are so big, Hank. They're like saucers, and you could tell she is she cannot breathe. And so this is in the middle of the game, and so we are running onto the field because the game's still going. Nobody knows what's happening. Right. And I just said, I said, I said, please, someone send a doctor. We need a doctor, please, please, please. And then um, finally, we got the attention, and the ref and stopped the game. And I, whatever happened in the next fifteen seconds, I'm not quite sure because it was such chaos. Right. But. I don't know the Heimlich maneuver. And the other coach was hysterical, and she said, administer the Heimlich, administer the Heimlich. So I went behind the little girl, and I I don't know what I was – I don't know if I was jumping up and down with her. I was just trying to do anything to dislodge whatever was in her throat. Right. And so, thank God, one of the YMCA – workers was on the sideline and noticed what was on the where the parents stayed mm-hmm. she streaked across the field and to me like i mentioned it seemed like minutes but it was probably just seconds. a matter of seconds right and got over there got behind her administered the heimlich one and then two a bottle a bottle top from a water bottle pops out of this girl's mouth oh, i Lord. mean like five yards i mean boom and then she was she finally could breathe. So she probably went about 45 seconds without breathing. Scary. It was absolutely terrifying. So now at this time, all the little girls have witnessed what has happened. So everybody's crying. Yeah. Everybody's crying. And Jason White, my neighbor, my assistant coach, one of the best Super dudes dude. in the world, said, girls, everybody gather around here. Because they were sh- shocked and petrified. They did not know what was happening. Right. And so um, – he got all the little girls in the circle. We all got on a knee, and he told them what happened and, you know, just calmed everybody down. Right. And he said a prayer. It was phenomenal. The other really scary thing was 
the little girl who, what she was doing, she had a bottle, she was drinking her bottle or whatever, and then she pushed it, and the bottle wasn't on all the way when she, like, and the cap popped all the way down to her throat. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So the grandmother of the girl brought her to the game. It was the first time the grandmother had ever brought, ever brought her to the game because the mama is really into it, but the mama had just happened to buy a house, and it's the first game she ever missed, so she asked her mom to bring oh, her little gosh. girl. So the grandmother was, like, out of her mind. Like, right. what has happened to my granddaughter? It was yeah. terrifying. Yeah. But thank goodness there are great doctors on the sideline. My mom, who's a nurse, she came by and sat with the little girl. We got the game started again. But, you know, you can imagine it kind of lost – our focus was not really on the game anymore. We were just concerned for the little girl and her safety. It but changes everything when you see something oh, like that. And, oh, as man. you know, as somebody that's been in several medical emergencies, I've seen mm. several, um, you know, it is – it changes your perspective on life. And – I think that there's something to be said for what you did. And I think about this all the time. And, and I tell my little boy this all the time is when there's a situation, there's two times, two types of people. It's the people that run towards and help. Mm -hmm. And then there's people that run away. Now both are fine. People can be nervous and mm -hmm. unsure or whatever, but the courage to run towards it is what defines people. Yeah. And so if you can teach that, regardless if I can help or not, right. I'm going to come try to help. Try, sure. try to help. Yeah. So congratulations. Oh, man. thank you. I, there would be no other way to do it. You got to try to help. Just right. oh, this little girl's face. I'm never going to get out of my mind. But anyway, she's doing well. We checked on her the next day. She's healthy and she was sore. You know, she was really her throat was sore and her. I guess ribs from yeah you're yeah. jacking her yeah. up. <laughs> body slamming her and stuff. But real anyway, question is, did you win the game? That's what I'm, we lost in the shootout. So that was four minutes left to go in the game. And so anyway, what if we, she did that on purpose? <laughs> Don't even start the fake that. choke lose the game. She's brilliant. What a strategy! Wow. Anyway, that team ended up going on to win the championship the next day, one zero. So you know we lost to the eventual champion, but it was a great season. The girls had a great time. Now, basketball season tryouts start tonight. So, soccer ends Saturday. Basketball starts Tuesday. So, here we go. Tina, choke drill on two. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Hey, well, my friend, have a great weekend. Enjoy the great outdoors, and I'll see you next week. We'll and you fantasy fanatics, talk to you then. Peace. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.